Joining us now is the Transport Minister, Michael Wood. Kia ora, Minister. Kia ora, Lisa. Five options. Which one do you like the best? <laughs> I, I'm being really careful at this stage to say that we want to hear from Aucklanders. Yeah, These are all serious. You're, you're a cyclist and, and a walker and all the rest of it, so you're allowed a choice as well. So as a, an individual citizen, which one are you leaning towards in these early stages? Unfortunately, in my role, I don't, I don't get the ability of an ordinary citizen just to always give my view because it tends to carry a, a little bit more weight. All of these are serious scenarios that our teams have worked up to make sure that we finally get this additional connection across the harbour, that we have mass rapid transit to the North Shore and we give people good, safe walk, walking and cycling options. We want people to give their views on this. We will take those views seriously, and we will make a decision by the middle of the year about how we take this project forward. So there's not too long to wait for certainty, but my message to Aucklanders is now please get engaged in this. It's a city-shaping decision. We want to hear your views. Okay, so let me ask this in a different way. Which of these options will cut climate pollution and car congestion? They're all options that will help to deliver that. Every the Greens say none do it. No, every single one of these options gives safe walking and cycling access across the harbour. Every single one of these options delivers light rail across to the North Shore, which will unlock the ability for t hundreds of thousands of people to access public transport to make connected journeys around the city. Every single one of these options links into Auckland light rail, so we build out that connected network across Auckland, which is what we lack at the moment. These will all help to reduce our emissions. They will all help to give people choices so everyone doesn't always have to get in their car. They're all good options from a climate point of view, but we just need to work through uh, all of the scenarios and hear people's feedback before we make a choice. What consideration did you give to only having uh, light rail, walking and cycling and not increasing the capacity for cars? Well, look, we will give that full consideration as a part of this process. We've put these scenarios on the table for Aucklanders to consider, for them to tell us what we think before we make a final decision. We've also been really clear that each of these scenarios is not necessarily exactly what it has to look at. People can look across the scenarios and give us their views about what is best before we make a final decision. And it might look a little bit different to one of these scenarios. So we'll hear what people say. And as I say, we are really committed to a more sustainable transport network. We know that when we give people the public transport choices that any of these options offer, more people will take them and that will reduce our carbon emissions and it will reduce congestion. So the budget option, if I can put it that way, is um, $15 billion. I think that's around the cheapest estimate. So how, as a country, are we going to pay for this? Is it going to be tolls? Would you consider a public-private partnership? All of these sorts of significant investments do, do carry a significant price tag. There is simply no way around that. We've got to remember that there are costs if we don't make them. We lose $2 billion in productivity in Auckland every year because of congestion. So we've got to move forward and make these investments. As a part of this process, we'll look really carefully at the best way of funding it. Whenever, for example, we do look to build a new road, we have a formal consideration as to whether tolling is an appropriate uh, tool to use. We will also consider other funding options. Including public-private partnerships? Uh, well, that, that's, that's not something that we have committed to. It is something that under our legislative framework can be considered for these sorts of projects. We would consider the exact funding options at the next stage of this project as we go into detailed design and get a firmer handle on the costs. But the other important thing with this, Lisa, is, again, we're not just building an isolated project. We're looking at a 2025-year plan to build a linked-up network right across Auckland, light rail, this project, the northwest, the eastern busway. And the way we want to do that over that time period is to stage it out 
so we can manage it in a fiscally sustainable way. And that will help us to be able to deliver to meet the growth, but also to manage the costs. And given that these are intergenerational projects, they're probably going to be projects that span multiple governments, right? And I know that you've said today that you would like to get some kind of cross-party support for it. How confident are you about that? And when did you last speak to the main opposition party about getting support for this? Well, look, we think that that is beneficial if we can reach that point. Everyone knows that these projects are are long-term, that they likely span the life of multiple governments. And so if you can get consensus, that's really positive. Uh, Last year, I specifically reached out to the National Party. We wrote a couple of times to the National Party leader, Christopher Luxon, to attempt to initiate a dialogue to reach consensus around a mass rapid transit plan uh, for Auckland. We didn't hear back at that time, um, but we're open to ongoing conversation there. At the same time, we're not going to be held back we need to make these decisions and show leadership. Otherwise, the can gets kicked down the road and progress gets delayed for Auckland. And we just can't have that. So a number of the options go through heavily residential areas. Is there going to be compulsory acquisition of land? Uh, Lisa, we, we're just not at a point where we can say that. We have to settle Seems on... Seems likely, though, doesn't it, Minister, given some of the routes proposed? We have to settle on final design decisions for this before we start having that kind of conversation. We're always extra careful with that that we don't get ahead of ourselves and create concern for people before we actually have a final design as well. So we need to be a bit cautious there. But yes, in a bigger project, than a big project like this through a residential area, it is likely that there will be some acquisitions that we need to do. And that will vary depending on the route, depending on whether you tunnel or bridge and exactly how you do the project. But we work through that carefully when there's more information on the table. And at all times, we'll work really closely with the community to be respectful and to minimise disruption to people's lives. And so how do people make a submission and when do they need to do it by? We'll have a really strong presence on the ground around Auckland. So submissions are open up until early May. Uh, There'll be presence at uh, markets and other community events uh, around Auckland between now and that time. And up on the Waka Kotahi site, uh, there's also an interactive um, uh, um, form that people can engage with to give their views on the different scenarios and let us know what they think. I encourage all Aucklanders to get engaged in this. Thousands of people have already given their views in the previous stage, and we want to hear more from people now because this is truly city shaping. It could be inspirational. It'll make life better in Auckland, and we want to get this choice right. Minister, on another transport issue, the ferries, there's been a lot of difficulties with ferry services in and around Auckland. Fuller's boss, the CEO, has told us you have agreed to put ferry skippers onto the green list for immigration, fast track and bring your family. Is that right? Uh, uh, Earlier this week, no, sorry, actually late last week, I I met with the ferry sector in Auckland Transport to talk through the current difficulties that have been reported through to me with a lack of reliability in ferry services. We had a wide-ranging conversation about how we can work together as a part of that. And in that discussion, I did indicate that I was willing to look at the option uh, of putting some of those ferry roles not on the green list, but on the sector agreement that we are developing for bus drivers at the moment that we signalled at the end of last year. We're just working through that at the moment. But ultimately, what I am saying is this issue is critical. We need to rebuild reliability of those services. Um, and the immigration system is not a fix-all for these things, but if there is something that we can do there that will be helpful, then I'm open to doing it. Thank you for your time. That is Transport Minister Michael Wood.